Hello, I'm Alexia, and let me help you to take the fear out of birth with a mix of real-life positive birth stories and birthing experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing techniques for getting into the fearless birthing mindset. And join the Fearless Mumship community for bonus podcast episodes, access to free birth preparation downloads, and loads more stuff to help you to prepare for a positive birth. Join today at fearfreechildbirth.com. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. This is me, your host, Alexia Leachman. and thank you so much for joining me today. Now, on today's show, we're talking about conscious conception and consciousness of pregnancy, actually. So um, to help me, I'm talking with Jane Jennings. Now, Jane, I've been trying to get Jane on this podcast since pretty much the beginning of the podcast. That's how much I want to speak to her. And my patience has paid off because here she is. I'm so thrilled to be able to share this conversation with you because it really is a fascinating conversation. But I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. Before that, I do have a couple of things I want to share with you. Mainly, my I'm bulging with excitement, actually, because I finally launched my membership community, The Fearless Mama Ship. Now, you know, I've been talking about this for a while and I've been promising it you for a while. And quite a lot of you are on my waiting list. And I'm afraid some of you probably had babies by now. So I do apologise. But it's now open. So what is The Fearless Mama Ship? It's my online pregnancy, birth and motherhood resource and community. And the reason it's about motherhood as well is because I've had so many listeners write to me asking me for podcast episodes on topics to, on the new mother period, on becoming a new mother and how much they're struggling with the motherhood piece. And I've had a lot of women emailing me, asking me for hypno-mothering, which I don't know if that's a thing, but I've taken that on board totally. And I've decided to make hypnobothering a thing in as part of my Fearless Mamership membership community. And so the Fearless Mamership basically is a huge online resource packed with courses, more guest interviews, loads of podcast episodes that won't actually make it onto the main podcast feed. Um, I've got some meditations in there. We've got a birth preparation course to help you to really focus your attention when you're preparing for your birth. We've got fear clearance courses. Every month we're going to be clearing stuff together as part of the monthly head trash clear alongs where we're going to be clearing uh, maybe things like judgment or being the guilt that mamas feel, whatever that thing might be. We're going to clear that stuff together and hold each other's hands through that. So if you were part of the challenge last week, I'm going to talk about the challenge in a bit, which is amazing. Then we're basically going to be it's going to be the challenge on steroids, basically, the fearless mamaship. So there's going to be loads there. We've got resident experts who are going to do dropping clinics on breastfeeding, things like that. There's lots of birth planning information, downloads, birth plan templates, just loads. So I'm going to, you know, there's absolutely tons. So if you want to find out more about the fearless mamaship, then you just need to go to fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash mamaship. There will also be a big banner on the homepage, so you can check it out there too. And you, you can also link to it from the Fear Free Childbirth Facebook page. I would love to invite you aboard. So I hope that you will take a look and join me. Now, the challenge, I talked about the challenge. We had the Fearless Birth Prep Challenge last week. And my goodness, it was incredible. We had hundreds and hundreds of women going through the challenge, having aha moments, moments of vulnerability, um, moments of oh my goodness, I'm scared and wrestling with that. And then moments of massive confidence boosting. It was just wonderful. The women that took part really did 
go for it. And it was just incredible. So if you want to pop into the Facebook group and see what was happening last week, there's still some guest interviews. We had lots of Facebook live sessions with some guest interviews, which were just amazing. So do pop along into the Facebook group and come and have a look. Uh, There may well be another challenge in the future, I can't promise, but it went so well that I kind of think I would like to run it again. But basically, if you were part of the challenge and you're like, where do I, what now, what next? Well, what next is the Fearless Mama ship, actually. If you want more of that community, if you want more of that accountability, more of that focus to help you through, then the mothership kind of picks up where the challenge left off. So um, yeah, last week's challenge was brilliant. And randomly, I've been invited onto my local TV station to talk about the challenge, which is, <laughs> I never saw that one coming. So um, I might, if it goes well, share a link in the Facebook group later, if, it, if it's not too uh, embarrassing. Anyway, okay, so back to today's show, which is all about conscious conception, the consciousness of pregnancy as well, with Jane Jennings. Now, Jane Jennings is, has, is sharing so much wisdom and truth and I put say that with a capital T the the stuff that she's sharing is really there's a lot there to think about if you're trying to conceive if you're planning for pregnancy because there's so much you can do to welcome your little one if you're on that fertility journey or you're indeed just thinking yep we do want kids what can I do to prepare now so if that's you this is definitely an episode for you but that's not to say that if you're pregnant or about to give birth it's not for you too there's loads here about how you can work through your pregnancy to really maximise the the opportunity for you to have a, an incredible birth, but also to do what's best for your baby. Um, she talks a lot about, you know, the emotional piece. I love what she says about the emotional piece, because it's what I keep banging on about all the time. You've got to do the emotional work. You've got to do the emotional work. But Jane says this too, because it because it's so important. And so if you're worried that maybe you've got more of the fears going on and you're like, oh, but, you know, I, I know I've got to be in this good place, for my baby, and it worries me that I'm not, then she's got some really good advice for you as well. And then also, if you're about to give birth, then she's got a wonderful thing. Uh, she talks wonderfully about how you can welcome your baby consciously into the world and what you can do in those moments directly after birth to really make that a truly magnificent moment for your baby and for you too. So there is so much as part of this conversation. I really could have kept, Jane, if I could just bring Jane round to my house and, and lock her in my lounge, I would. But unfortunately, this little chat on Skype is the next best thing. So I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it. And uh, I'd love to know what you think. Come into the Facebook group and let me know. Anyway, enough of me witching on. Why not we hand over to the time that I chatted with Jane Jennings. Enjoy it. Welcome, Jane, to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. Thank you, Alexia. How lovely to be with you. I know I've been wanting to get you on this podcast since the beginning of the podcast, I think. So I am so pleased that we finally, finally found time in our diaries. Now, before we crack on, there's going to be so much that we're going to be talking about. I'd just love to introduce you. Well, I want you to introduce you yourself to the listeners so they know more about what you do. But more interestingly, how you came to do what you do in birth work. Yeah, sure. Well, I um, have been working with um, conception, pregnancy and babies for the last 17 years and in lots of different capacities um, as a Boeing technique therapist, as an energy field healer, as a doula, um, as a conception um, therapist, uh, baby yoga teacher and baby massage teacher and Over the last, I'd say, eight years, um, I've been really fascinated with the baby's journey. And I got so fascinated, I decided to look at my own journey as a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that was that was very powerful. Um, going through rebirthing scenarios and looking at the whole feeling through my physical body as well as my emotional body and then studying with people like um, Matthew Appleton and William Emerson um, and looking at the whole birth psychology aspects um, and also with uh, Van der Waal um, looking at the embryonic development um, and how we can we can really have an impact um, emotionally and physically with our babies as they're growing as the embryo so there's lots of different uh, fields that I've touched on over the last you know 20 years um, and each of them has brought a new piece of the jigsaw to my understanding of the baby's journey. I'm really interested just in your baby's journey then the bit that started it all off when you found out about your journey I mean you know I'm just fascinated <laughs> cause I'd love to do this for me and I'm just curious as to you know, what did you find out? How, how you know, you mentioned rebirthing. I've already taught us a, a lady, a rebirthing lady, Catherine Holland on the podcast as well. So my listeners will be familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to know more about that. Like, tell me more about how you discovered more about your journey as a baby. Yeah, well, I mean, it started off when I uh, worked with Anna Farrell um, on her training programs. And um, she gets you to go through a whole questionnaire of looking at what your mum was doing when she was pregnant, how your grandma was, um, how your grandma conceived your mum, um, what was going on in the world at that time. So really dipping into the field of epigenetics. Mm. And from that, it really gave me, each time I'd ask my mum or my dad a question about, you know, these scenarios, I would get another piece of information that I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've carried my body around all of my life and I don't know these stories. So that gave me a a big overview. And when I came to do the the going into my own process, I experienced being in the birth passageway, which was phenomenal um with varying degrees of emotion you know from being apprehensive and scared to being totally um aware of you know the the actual coming out into the world and being welcomed and and also the the other end of that going back to conception preconception in fact and being in home which was totally (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing so so it gave me the two ends of the journey from preconception from a soul's perspective to being in the womb in the birth passageway getting ready to be welcomed and entering into the physical world so it's given me more of an understanding of how our babies feel Mm. and they're going through this process yeah Um, so when I'm working with a couple, whether it be in conception, preconception or pregnancy and birth, I'm always looking at how the soul, how the baby may feel as well and conveying that back to them, reflecting that back to them all the time. Mm. 
And there is a lot of, I mean, I sort of dived into this topic a little bit um, and read a lot around the work of David Chamberlain. And there's his mm. book called Babies Remember Birth. And I remember some of the stuff that I learned, and I've already shared some of this on the podcast already. So if those that are interested, there is there is some other podcasts. There are some podcasts with all that in. But, I, you know, I was amazed at the level of emotion that babies are mm. experiencing, how much they can see and hear and, and what they're doing and how they feel about, you know, some of those um, procedures that you might go through as a pregnant mum as well that they might be terrified you know when they're batting away the needle that might come into the amniotic sac and, and all that which I found was terribly moving for me realizing the level of consciousness that they have um was yeah and and so and I know that you know we've been friends on Facebook for a while and like some of the posts that you're posting about you know we're thinking about how the baby's feeling about this and when you see some of those birth videos that we see um some of those people filming like c-section births whatever and and, and sometimes you're like why you know how's the baby feel about all this that's going on you know and and yeah, yeah i can't help but think goodness that must be so terrifying for these little creatures not creatures but beings that are coming out at that moment you know and so what can what more can you tell us about um i don't know like your experience going through the birth canal or being in the womb can you is there anything you can share about what you were feeling or thinking i don't know what 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 can you tell us about your your own experience yeah i mean i always i always look at a baby as a big consciousness in a little body and they are far in a lot of ways they are far more conscious than we are because they're not carrying with them you know the day-to-day life they're not carrying they're just very very connected soul consciousness beings And I think from the perspective of being a doula, um, when I'm in a birth room, I can really sense and feel when a baby is resisting or a baby is needing a little bit more time or a little bit more encouragement or safety or um, and I can sense this through the communication I I build up with the baby over the period of time I'm journeying with them. And one of the things that I felt myself when I was in the the birth passageway was the physical, was the huge physical sensations on the body. Mm. So we know that obviously a baby gets very compressed within the birth passageway. And, um, but what that does emotionally So for me, the experiences I had was the compression was bringing up huge amounts of fear and the anxiety um, of actually coming out was, so how am I going to be welcomed? Mm. You know, I'm always uh, coming back to the elements of how am I heard, how am I seen, how am I welcomed in the world? And... uh, those are really pivotal moments when how we're welcomed, how we're seen and how we're heard are at the forefront of, of every baby's mind. And I think if we created more awareness around that with the parents, then they may be received differently. And that's also that that the, the element or the aspect of birth is exactly the same as the element of conception. You know, how we're received, how we're welcomed, how we're heard and how we're seen. Um, so it's the two ends, you know, it, and it's it's really, really pivotal and important in our lives that that pattern keeps repeating. Even as a child, even as an adult, you know, do you want to be seen? Do you want to be heard? 
because of how your reaction was when you were very first seen and heard. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting bit, that, that bit about these patterns that end up repeating themselves from um, things that happen to you that are way beyond your your conscious awareness that are happening, like you're talking at conception, preconception, at birth, yeah. arrival into the world. And yet these patterns do play out. And I, I, you know, I was at a Anna Verwell workshop. I think that's where we first met. And, and she's talking about those, those people maybe that are born through um, C-section. They always get hoiked out of situations. They always get, they, they don't yeah. initiate because they need to be lifted out of a situation just as their birth or forceps. People just need to be pulled along. They don't kind of initiate on their own, on, their, on themselves. And, and how that, that is a pattern that people just see, play out and isn't it interesting how that is the case and how we kind of so many people walk on by and don't even take a look at it and as a way of understanding their own patterns their own own behavior in life you know and that's the bit I think that really kind of interests me quite a lot so out of your own birth did you is there any did you have a big learning about your own birth and maybe the patterns that were playing out in your life then did you have a car moment or something (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um how I was welcomed um, was really important. Um, my father wasn't present within the room uh, when I was born and was told I was a boy. So his expectation of the, of the child that he was welcoming was I was going to be a boy. So actually, I was a little bit of a disappointment. <laughs> oh. so, um, so that, I think, actually uh, reflected for me of how I'm seen, mm. you know, and do I want to be seen? And it's taken me, I think, quite a few years of doing the process since the birth workshop to actually say, yes, I'm ready to be seen now. You know, I'm ready to, to be part of the bigger world. So, yeah, I think it's really important how we are seen and welcomed uh, when we're very first. And also um, how that the very first time that somebody finds out they're pregnant how that's also because that's how we're seen for the very first time Mm. how's how's the conception i always call it there's always an element of conception shock yeah even when (laughs) (laughs) every person who's ever been pregnant will relate to that Um, (laughs) (laughs) because it's always even even if the baby is wanted and planned over many years or even months or weeks, there's still an element of, oh, my goodness, mm. our lives are now going to change. Mm. Um, and it's one of the aspects that I work with when I'm working as a soul conception doula is, you know, when we're working as a couple, when I'm working with a couple, um, I'm always there when they not there when the moment they find out (laughs) i hope not but but i'm always there at the moment of when they're ready to share that with someone else Mm. and to talk about their fears and anxieties and apprehensions because it's one of the things that we as a as a culture we don't think that the uh conception is a viable pregnancy according to the medical profession, until 12 weeks. Well, actually, a a human being is virtually fully formed at 12 weeks and then just grows. And for me, the conscious awareness right now is how we can help our baby's bodies to grow 
with a higher resonance of emotion. You know, as your baby's body is forming, as their arms are forming, their legs are forming, their heart and their major organs are forming, imagine how it would feel to work through the layers of emotion rather than getting your baby to process that for you mm. or with you. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, hearing you say all that, I just, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of women probably maybe don't connect fully to the baby during that phase because they're yeah. so worried about the miscarriage part, especially Absolutely. if they had miscarriages and they, they disconnect from that. And I know I've had a previous uh, guest on, Charan, who's an epigeneticist, and she talked about how a lot of morning sickness is just from disconnecting to the baby and how, yeah. you know, by not, you're, but for those that don't, can't see Jane in the way that I can on video, she's nodding furiously at me saying this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's nodding. Um, yeah, and and I can't help but you know, like actually, when the the little one's conceived, that's when you want to bathe it in love, and you really want to give it your all emotionally to sort of support it. But that can just be such a painful idea if you're so worried about the loss, you're so worried about the baby doesn't make it, and and so do you sort of help families navigate that journey? Yes, absolutely. I think one of that's one of the most important roles that I'm fulfilling at the moment is working with women with baby loss and miscarriage, or not just women, but the whole family. Mm. And um, that includes siblings too. Um, because what I found is that when a soul comes in, they enter the whole family field. And that includes mum, dad, and siblings. And the children that have gone before, um, before a loss, um, they tend to really feel mum's emotions when they get pregnant again. And there's a heightened sense of fear and anxiety there. So that's why I work with the whole family. Um, and how we do that is, again, providing the space for them to really fully feel and also voice what's coming up. Um, and also to get in touch with the womb area again because a lot of like you say Alexia a lot of women disconnect from their bodies mm. um, and the heart womb connection is its absolutely vital importance at this time and but it's um, it's about reinstating that ideally reinstating that heart womb connection before the pregnancy Mm. Uh, that's why the word preconception is really important mm. um, but if that, that's not possible and the soul has already arrived within the womb then really allowing the space for whatever's coming up without judgment um, but for have to have someone to walk with you through that is so valuable because most people keep those feelings within and don't have anywhere to take them. And it's better out than in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And once you've voiced it, then you can find what you need, what tools or techniques that you need mm. to help you work through that mm. or to help you find the calm, you know, find the peace, find the connection again back to your body, find the safety. 
find the safety in 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 saying actually i accept that this baby's growing within me right now but i also accept this fear there too now i work with a lot of women that have got quite extreme levels of fear and the whole idea of something growing within them and them losing control of their bodies and is is so huge and you know certainly when there's tocophobic women that have got very very high levels of fear and some to the extent where they, they they end up aborting babies that they want because they can't face this loss of control and the, the idea of birth if there's anybody like that listening is there anything you could say to maybe those women listening about about how maybe they could kind of wrestle with that with that phase that that conception that connecting to the baby when when it's also terrifying for them yeah yeah i think sometimes connecting to the physical body is the hardest bit um, I would say find, um, f- for me, the, the, the couples that I work with, I get them to connect to whether it be the energy body or the emotional body. So, um, you know, looking at the energy body, um, I would get them to do what I call a heart womb connection, to be just sending Um, connecting to the heart first of all breathing into the heart space and then allowing that breath to flow down into the womb and surrounding the womb surrounding the pelvis filling the pelvis with light um, and just connecting in that way if that's all they, they can do then that's more that's that's enough for now that sounds like some kundalini yoga classes I went to, where you're literally just powering up the kundalini energy. Is that is that yeah. basically what you're talking about here? Well, this is what I call the conception channel. So I'm working through the crown chakra, um, working through into the heart, and then working down into the pelvis. So it's really gentle, um, creating more energetic awareness, but a protective space. And actually, when women connect to their hearts or when couples connect to their hearts, then things can soften. You know, a lot of people are very much in the mental mind, in the emotional mind. But if they connect to the heart space, then that can actually uh, just even that one thing can actually make a difference. Brilliant. And now you talked about preconception. So I'm really interested. I get a lot of women that are listening to the the podcast who aren't pregnant yet and they're just preparing in inverted commas. And so they just kind of learn. And and I I just have got so much respect for the women that are just preparing in this way, learning about birth. And so um, and I'm just curious as to what your perspective is on, you know, how women can can do that. All this preconception that you do. Talk us through a little bit about what what is this? What does it entail? How can women do more of it to kind of I don't know, maybe if, if it's if it is it around calling the soul in is it i mean is there a fertility piece in there I, i'd love so many questions as you can tell i don't know where yeah. to start <laughs> maybe start with the um maybe start with just the um the fertility piece. i mean is there is there a piece of the, what you do around around sort of preparing and calling in a soul for those that may be on that fertility journey yeah. oh yes she's yeah. again <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um what i'm finding at the moment is that everybody's really into preparing their bodies mm. you know we know that actually you can affect the quality of sperm and egg within three months ideally you want to give yourself six months in physical preparation ideally um but in the sense of we're preparing with supplements, we're preparing by doing the yoga or the physical exercise, and we're um, eating more healthily. 
But what I'm finding is that everybody's doing that, but forgetting the most important elements, the emotional preparation. And it's I'm fascinated by what you just said, Alexia, that women who are wanting to conceive are actually looking at the birth journey. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Absolutely. Because that's where you're going. You know, if you want to, when we're talking about manifestation and we're talking about creating, then that's where you're looking at. You're looking at growing and birthing a baby when you're working with fertility. But when we're looking at the emotional preparation, one of the things that I'm finding is a lot of the wounds of the feminine is coming up right now. And that's the wounds of the female feminine and the masculine feminine as well. And what I mean by that is history um, of the the genetic and the, the family lineage that we carry forward. Um, you know, things like uh, baby loss and miscarriage within the lines, mm. within the female and, and male lines, looking at abuse and uh, whether that be a mental or sexual abuse. Um, a lot of the people that I'm working with right now have experienced quite significant levels of abuse through their lives or they have experienced it as the child of a parent who's also experienced it. Um, these things can get stored. Where do they get stored? In the body. Yeah. And they get stored normally within the womb area mm. or they get stored within the vagina or they get stored within the heart. So these are really significant emotional um, aspects that when I've been a birth doula, it's one of the very first questions I ask. Has there been any level of emotional um, trauma within your family or yourself? Because potentially that could play out somewhere. Um, if we can do this work again, preconception, amazing because then your baby's not marinating in this and processing it for you. Um, it means that you have the opportunity to affect potentially your whole baby's life by doing this. Uh, I'm not saying it's an easy journey. No, no, um, no it's not. <laughs> it's not an easy journey at all, but actually it can really help you with your pregnancy. It can help you with your birth. Um, and as a mother, I think. As a mother, absolutely. You know, like if as, you, yeah, if you face up to your stuff while you're on, you're still on your own, and you can face up yeah. to it, deal with it. Then when you start yeah. having a little being pushing all your buttons, if you can get yeah. rid of half of your buttons before they're born, you're you're not going to get stressed. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> it. So I'd much rather work on the buttons, get rid of the buttons first, then there's nothing for them to press. It, it's worked for me, Lars, anyway. <laughs> They'll always find something to press. Of course, there's always new ones, I know. But my goodness, if you can ha half that yeah. quantity, then you, you're, in, you, you're gonna you're going to survive the rocky road that is being a new mum, I think, much Absolutely. better. Because it's it's not an easy one. It's lonely, it's isolating. It can be those things, obviously, without the sleep that just makes all that so much more difficult. So, yeah, if you can kind of reduce the emotional stuff that's going on at that point you're just going to give yourself an easier ride kind of thing so I'm all up for doing the work up front I'm that's you know if there's any yeah. people go oh, it's too hard it's too difficult I'm like I'm going to just go for the jug and do it now get it out of the way because yeah. it's just yeah, going to fester yeah, yeah. and grow 
into something yeah. really horrid and murky. If you, and, and what you don't want, I think, when you're pregnant is for it to show up during birth because that's when mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. probably going to show up and you don't want it then, do you? You're not, she's nodding again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that so many times, Lexia. I've been in many birth rooms with couples where, you know, a, a woman has turned around to her partner and said, I need to tell you something. And I need to tell you something because this is affecting our baby not coming right now. And this is something that she'd held on to for 20 years. Wow. You know, so this is and this is the stuff we're talking about. You do the work preconception, you are more likely to have a more comfortable, easier journey. And not just you have a more comfortable, easier journey, but your baby will have a more comfortable, easier journey in birth. And... You know, your baby then will find that higher resonant of imprint that it needs to take forward into its life. Now, what about the like? I, I was I couldn't do this prep work before I was pregnant because I was so tocophobic. I couldn't even look at a birth book without crying and panicking. So there's some that can't do that kind of prep work, and I'm just yeah, wondering. Yeah. But they still want the kids. You know, there's that real delicate. They want it, but they just can't face it because it makes them have a freak out. Is sure. there anything that um, I don't know? Like, what could what can they do to help them get into that space that might sort of what what, what would your take be on that situation? Because you're sort of coming at things from a different way that other than I would. So I'm just curious yeah, as to how maybe yeah. you might kind of how absolutely. The for me the most uh, important aspect of uh, conception is being safe, is feeling safe. So um, I would look at the areas that they don't feel safe and work with those and it's again another question that I ask all of my couples is how safe do you feel what's your tiger in the room you know what makes you jump what makes you go oh my goodness I can't do this Um, and we work through that but we look at the origin of that because more often than not it's not the fear of conceiving or birthing the couples that I've worked with in the past, their safety issue goes way back. Way back where? Like how far? When you say way back, what are you talking way about? Way back to, to where, I mean, it could be, we could be talking preconception. Their safety issue could be in birth, you know, their own experiences. So, yeah, let's go back there. And that's why it's important, you know, when I'm working with a couple and preconception, we do the whole journey. How was their birth? How was their preconception? You know, if you conceive a baby, how were you conceived? And so, yeah, for me, it's about getting to the source. And when I was working on my own tocophobia and getting rid of all my fears, I had a hunch and I I lost my mum when I was 30, so I couldn't talk to her and I obviously still can't. So, I, I, you know, I really want to know more about my birth and I've got to find other ways of doing that other than being able to talk to people that were present. But I just had a hunch that I might have had a traumatic birth and maybe that was contributing to it. So I decided to use my tools to clear the trauma of my birth. It was all subconscious and it was such a powerful process. I, you know, in the next hour, I must have sobbed like a banshee on things. I I had no, there's no memories there. It was just pure emotion coming out. And at the back, like when I'd finished, I felt so much lighter. I suddenly felt like 
this whole birth thing was doable. I could actually do it. I had a couple of little fears yeah. I had to brush aside, but I'd broken the back of it. It was done. And, and it all for me came from my birth. And I still need to know more about the birth because I don't know what it was about my birth that, that maybe yeah, was the yeah. origin. But I certainly am confident now that the origin of my tocophobia was my birth. And, and I, and my, you know, when I work with tocophobic women now, I'm like, just go to your birth. That's if you cannot explain why you're highly fearful and you've probably got medical fears sure. blown in and you've got some other stuff about losing control, it's probably because you were born in a hospital. It all went a bit crazy. And that's where it all started. You know, go there. Yeah. I just think that answers so many questions around why women are experiencing that. Yeah, it's, it seems so obvious when you sort of think about it in that sense, doesn't it, really? And yeah, Absolutely. We, no one's looking there. No one's looking at our own birth yeah. experiences as the sources of our, so much of our current angst in life. It's staggering. Absolutely. And I think that so much of this is held within the body. Mm. You know, it's held. I mean, every cell we know um, from like the work of Bruce Lipton, we know that our cells hold the resonance of emotion. Mm. We know that. And that's scientifically proven. And and yet there is this element that's missing you know, yeah. from lots of people's stories. I always say we carry this body around all of our lives and yet we don't know the biggest, majorest part of the journey. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so many people that I speak to, so how was your birth? I've got no idea. I was born, yeah. you know. <laughs> so for me, it's a fundamental, uh, it's a fundamental piece of the jigsaw uh, that actually... It not just affects, you know, many, many areas, but affects how we hold relationships. And, you know, I have a few couples that have been to me um, recently and by doing the preconception work have gone, do you know what? Actually, we haven't even got a strong enough relationship to bring a baby in. Wow. Um, and again you know what where are the cracks this is a question i always ask where are the cracks in your relationship where are the gaps you know where's you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, like, let's put it this way i've been in many a room of screaming and shouting couples <laughs> but i can hold the space for that <laughs> you know it's it's about where can there be more togetherness where can there be more unity where can there be more love but actually, where are the dark bits that nobody's speaking about? Because actually, when a soul comes in, that's going to be highlighted. The cracks and the dark bits are the gaps that are going to be that are yeah. going to be highlighted massively. Yeah. So let's get it all out preconception. Yeah. And if they're not in the right relationship, now is the time to get that stuff <laughs> sorted, right? Not not once there's a child to deal with. So, yeah, I, I'm totally, yeah, that's a, such a great approach and totally love my philosophy. Now, the one thing I met, you mentioned earlier, I'm just curious, not curious, but, you know, when some people might ask about their birth and then they say to them, um, oh, how, how was that? And they, oh, it was fine. It was all fine. And then they just yeah, yeah. presume that because mum had a good time, yeah. not a good time, because yeah. she, she might not have said, oh, yeah, it wasn't, you know, a difficult thing. But then, then that means it was it must have been fine for them, and and and, and actually, just because mum experienced it that way, doesn't mean that the baby does. And I think it's it's really yeah. important to encourage people to try and consider what that might, you know, when you say, how does the baby see this? How does the baby feel this? You know, when the little baby's coming out yeah. and they're actually all they want is to go straight into their mother's arms. That's that's all they want. They don't want bright lights. They don't want to be bundled around. They don't want an injection in their heel. They don't want to be mopped down with a cold towel or a bit of that nasty paste, yeah. towelling paper you get in, in hospitals, you know? Um, yeah, so that 
in itself could just be traumatic, couldn't it, for a little one? Absolutely. It's for me, again, being at many births and now holding space for the babies, it's it's a completely different journey because when I'm working with the medical profession now, I'm always, um, always talking to the baby. Okay, so this is what's happening. This is, you know, this is where you're going. I'm coming with you or dad's coming with you if they need to be taken to intensive care or, you know, this is and actually getting the awareness out there that if we talk to babies, if we tell them what we're going to do or what needs to be done, say in an emergency situation, then they understand they remember big consciousness little bodies and you know i've um i've been very present with with babies i've had recently a baby last year that that came in and no one spoke in the room for half an hour not even the midwives this little boy was a bringer of peace amazing just totally amazing and the feeling that that gave everybody everybody was in total awe of this this tangible feeling of peace and yet when we welcome babies with conscious awareness they they get it they feel it they feel it it's a resonant it's a heart resonant feeling they get it um so i would just encourage everyone if they are going to birth a baby soon to be very mindful of how they welcome and they see and they hear their baby. Uh, And also be very present with them afterwards. You know, I believe that babies process their birth anything up to six months. And there's a memory cry and a needs cry. And I always say to my couples, be aware there's a difference and you will know you will hear it. And the memory cry is, normally connected to the birth process it's exactly the same as when we have been on a big journey and we've got a lot to talk about we don't give babies the opportunity to voice that and oh my goodness they so need it (laughs) when you put it like that it's so obvious they so need it and so when when I'm working with a baby, because I treat babies who have had traumatic births or or actually any baby that would like to have birth process, and um, I always warn the parents that actually there may be a moment or a time where baby really shouts and really needs to be heard during the during the treatment session, but also after. And everybody comes back and goes, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're right. They did need to talk about it. And I always liken it to, you know, you've had a bad day at work. Mm. You know, you want to come home and talk about it. Mm. So do our babies. Our so babies hear, need voice. I know, just hear what you're saying. So crying babies, babies that cry a lot maybe after. So are they just basically processing a difficult birth for them? Is that Could that be what's go, a lot of what's going on, why they're crying so much? Could she's be nodding, a physical, <laughs> yeah. It could be a physical sensation that they're processing. Okay. It could be a feeling of compression through their bodies. It could be an emotional, and also um, the emotion could be connected to a time within the womb, not just birth. It could 
be connected to a time where there was something going on on the outside for mum or dad or within the family that actually they they have an opinion on too and they really need to voice um you know babies cry for many reasons the reason the same reasons we cry you know and they have the same emotional resonances we have they have the same stresses we have in different ways obviously but they i think we've gotten to a point where we are trying to either uh, tell our babies to be quiet and i always really encourage people to listen to what their babies have to say and some people like me for that and some people <laughs> <laughs> but I always think if you know if you came home from work and you had a bad day and somebody just shoved like a cup of tea in, in your face yeah. rather than actually giving you time to talk and regather and download you know so yeah no I love I love that that the whole I think mindfully just treating babies like they are human beings understand and I read a book around the way that French women our mothers as I'm half French so I was quite interested in and I'm very aware of the difference between British American parenting and, and French parenting mm. so I was really interested to tap into understand a little bit more about my own style and where that had come from and then there's um there's a lady that was quite prominent within French child rearing that had her own radio show in the 50s and 60s and stuff and she was very very vocal about the fact that you need to speak to the baby like they're a human being and just oh. talk to them like they understand because they do so don't assume that they're just this thick things that don't get what's going on they totally get what's going on and so yeah. I, I really sort of took that on board in quite a big way and and would regularly speak to my baby during the pregnancy and, and have chin wags and and I coached the second one definitely on the birth I was like this is how it's going to go this is what I want it's going to be really great for you if it goes this way too so we're going to work on smooth we're going to go on safe we're going to go on easy and we're going to go on pleasurable <laughs> and and that's basically I, I must have visualized and talked to her so many so those are the, the three four main words I kept saying it's this is how it's going to go this is how it's going to go and uh, my first birth is this long, so we're going to go for half as long. So that's the average. That's typically what yeah. happens. So that means we're going to do it in this time frame. And, yeah. and lo and behold. So, yeah, it was basically a three hour birth, safe, smooth, quick, pleasurable. And two hours, 58. <laughs> and like she was nowhere <laughs> to be seen. And suddenly I stood up and it's like, she's coming. Bang. Out she came. Still in the amniotic sac. And I'm sure wow. that the that coaching, for want of a better word, Sure. we both bought into okay for this to work for both of us i'm going to need to keep the sack because that's going to make it better for me it's going to glide yeah. the path and and then i can you know and i i really felt like we worked as a team on in yes. birth and i think that and the fact that she was nowhere to be seen and suddenly two hours 50 it's almost like she checked her watch went oh crap i'm due out in two <laughs> minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then she came and it, you know I kind of like and she's the kind of person that would do that now, now that I know her and I totally believe that the, the the talking that we were a team in that moment in the lead up and that, that that's how that's and I, I'm not going to change my story on that that's not coincidence that's that's conscious creation on co-creation in my opinion she's nodding she's nodding absolutely sorry absolutely <laughs> i really feel what you're saying it is a team effort 
You know, babies work really hard from the inside to birth. You work really hard from the outside and dads hold, you know, hold the space for you. So actually, I always say there's three people birthing, Yeah. you know, and actually, if you've got siblings and they're there, they're birthing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's, it's, it's a team effort. It's a conscious team effort. And the more that you communicate um the more that babies go oh yeah i get that you know so absolutely well done you oh. well done baby <laughs> yeah. She, 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 yeah no no it's really interesting because i was tuning in she was very late so i tuned in i was spent every day over my due date going why then aren't you here what's going on is it my emotion is it your emotion what, what is it a yeah. physical are you stuck yeah. are you so i, I was yeah. i was in that conversation the whole time and i think and i just came out of a consultant meeting where they shared some scary stats about stillborn rates and me being an old mum and placentas stopped working and all that you know that nasty language that is totally unnecessary in my opinion and the day after that um I got a very clear message that she was fearful I had to spend a lot of time clearing her fear of being born and it was a direct result that damn consultant saying that stuff she could hear it and I just it makes me so angry that there are some healthcare professionals that are just not with the program here, you know. We need little badges for mums saying, my baby is listening. Yeah. You know, please don't say that. My baby is yeah. listening. Mind your language, please. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get those made. Cards, Alexia. I'm, I'm going to make those. <laughs> because it's so because true. It's yeah. Yeah. It is so true. And I, I totally think that, yeah. And, and if I hadn't been able to work with her in that way, you know, I just, how differently that could have mapped out you know I just think yeah I just yeah I had such an amazing and yeah my second birth was euphoric so I, I even ticked the pleasure one which I never thought I'd get out of either, so, yeah it was a result all around good result all around so. I think it's really great you know if you can if you can have that experience it's amazing because it does and the more that women talk about these fabulous positive birth experiences actually it gives other women the courage to do that as well to do the preparation don't just hand yourself over you know don't just um go into hospital without doing any preparation at all um so yeah well done amazing oh thank you thank you now i'm I'm, i want to go back to the little welcoming piece you know the baby the let's welcome the baby and how we can do that and one thing that my wise aunt told me she's my kind of spiritual guru lady and she said the one thing you must do when the baby rises the very first person that has eye contact with your baby needs to be you or your husband and so whatever you do you need to be you need to lock eyes for at least a minute and get that love connection jane's nodding again (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm totally in agreement are you okay so i mean i didn't really ask any questions whatever my aunt says just goes in my opinion so i kind of just left that left and i was like okay we're going to work for that but yeah what things can parents do to kind of we've we know about the golden hour you know the skin to skin and all that stuff we talk about a lot but I'm just wondering about some of the other stuff that maybe isn't talked about as much where you know and again maybe the things that you're saying you know so can you talk us through the little welcoming moment and how we can really boost that for baby and make that as magical as possible or as wonderful as possible yeah absolutely I think for for me uh, one of the the most important things again is coming back to the heart connection Mm. you know is breathing down into your heart as soon as your baby comes into the world breathing down into your heart and actually breathing your heart space out 
to welcome the baby in so that actually they're coming into a heart resonance field which is phenomenal when you can do that you know i know that once you've birthed your baby there is that moment of pause before you greet them if you can do that if you can breathe down to your heart and breathe out into the space around you and then bring your baby in wow that's just it's amazing because they really feel that you know remember babies feels babies energy feels are so open so open and so um, expansive so that anybody within the space around them they're feeling the emotions of mm. um and so it yeah coming into the heart space breathing getting yourself into that place of calmness before you meet your baby um that sets up the pattern tremendously doing the eye contact is phenomenal mm. because you're switching on all the neuropathways mm. you're also meeting them with that the intention of love intention of holding intention of you know embrace every emotion that you feel directly after birth your baby will feel as well they're still connected to you whether it's via the umbilical cord or not they're in your field making sure that dad or partner is is near and they're close so that actually they get to see and feel them too mm. um, you know having the connection with dad or partner is absolutely vital one of the things that um, I've come across a lot in the birth room is as a doula is if for whatever reason mum has to have some checks say if she needs to be checked for stitches or tearing or anything like that then give the baby to dad or partner because baby doesn't need to feel that emotion of mom being a little bit apprehensive you know maybe she has to need stitches give baby to dad or partner because then they're not going to feel that emotion so i, I find that absolutely uh, essential and just being yeah being fully present being in the moment them meeting them and saying welcome to the world we've waited for you <laughs> you've traveled an awful long way to get here remember that our babies don't just come through the physical they come mm. from spirit they mm. come from soul. they come from soul consciousness yeah. so actually they might have traveled a very long way to get here the appreciation of that yeah and i think also the resistance of saying things like oh they've got your dad's nose or like that some kind of comment on their physicality yeah. which yeah, i think yeah. is so easy and for people to do oh look you know or make some comment oh they've got big feet or something yeah. it feels such an innocent yeah. comment but i think that can get imprinted in such a way you just don't know how that child is going to interpret that and it's going to be in such a deep level within their subconscious yeah. they're not going to know why but they might you know they might have feel like they're walking around with two left feet their whole life because they feel their feet are too big or something and they yeah. never know why you know yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. you just don't know how Absolutely. the the emotional yeah the baby the, the the whatever it is will interpret those things that you're saying so to just keep whatever you're saying in a very loving uh and not try and be funny because it that's just not yeah. <laughs> no i mean it's coming back to this it's coming back to for me it's coming back to you know the the, the hugeness 
of a new life coming into the world mm. you know the hugeness in in consciousness of of the soul traveling a huge distance um especially these new high vibrational children and i know we we were have time to talk about that but um there's a lot of children coming into the world right now that have huge purpose and um yeah their their needs are very different um so yeah it's it's about remaining authentic as as authentic as honest as truthful as loving and as open as you can and as grounded yeah yeah absolutely and i absolutely want to talk about the high vibrational thing which i know we can't do today <laughs> that, that's gonna to have to be a separate conversation because <laughs> i yeah i've got lots i'd like to talk about that but no for today i just i'm not obviously i could talk to you all day jane i absolutely could but I, i'm seeing the time and i think we probably need to wrap up so i'm just um sure. is there anything else on all this that you think you think oh actually you know i'm sure there's you know the, the, the ladies listening pregnant some might be fearful that that's why they've been drawn to listen to the fear free childbirth podcast so they want to maybe let go of those fears and, and approach it fearlessly and with confidence like you know is there anything that maybe we haven't touched on you think oh i'd love to say this to them you know to really help them on their journey yeah yeah i think for me it's about really really being honest with yourself you know and and getting the help reaching out reach out and get the support don't be don't be frightened to 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 voice what you're feeling um, because there's many people out there now such as yourself that are doing such wonderful work that can make a huge difference to every outcome reach out that's my only my only uh, not my only advice no, no, but <laughs> but, parting but parting the, word <laughs> The wisdom, the wisdom bit is is reach out, ask for support, and and don't be afraid to reach out mm -hmm. because it's there in abundance for you. It is, yeah. When right. you when you make that first step, and I know it takes a lot of courage to make that first step, but do it because it will it will be a beautiful journey when you when you step on it. Well, thank you, Jane. Now, if there's anybody that, I mean, they've, gonna, they've heard this and they're like, I've got to get a little bit of Jane Jennings in my life. How can they track down Jane Jennings and how can they get a bit of Jane Jennings in their life? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, my website is www.tobeborn.co.uk um, and my email is jane at tobeborn.co.uk and um, yeah, please reach out if you need or think that I can be of support or help to you as your family. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and expertise on the podcast i really really appreciate it thank you so much thank you alexia i hope you enjoyed listening to jane i'm sure you'll agree with me that it really was a fascinating conversation now just remind you uh, about the fearless membership that is now open the fearless membership is my online community in antenatal resource childbirth prep area new motherhood survival area whatever you want to call it there's resident experts courses to help you clear your fears, monthly clear fear clearance sessions that we're all going to do together as a team, loads of downloadable resources, loads of extra interviews, extra podcast interviews that won't make it onto this feed. So please do go and check it out at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash mamaship. Until next time, bye for now. You 
You've just been listening to me, Alexia Leachman, here on the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this is just a wee reminder that if you'd like to listen to bonus podcast episodes and have access to loads of birth preparation downloads, my video mini-series on reducing your fears and so much more, then join the Fearless Mummership community today. You can join at fearfreechildbirth.com. Until next time, bye for now.